0: Good, Jeremy how about you so
1: oh doing good 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 we got uh got weather shifting here um tomorrow we're like we're cold right now tomorrow's a high of plus nine and then Sunday is the a high of minus 20 with a low of minus 30. that's a big change man <laughs> you know
0: yeah that's uh very ironic yeah um we had warming trends and then it would be cold at night warmer during the day between 50 and 60 fahrenheit and yesterday it was 70 fahrenheit but we had uh a lot of rain and storms all day yesterday right mm. last night it got down to 25 and we have snow
2: oh wow so, i
0: mean that dusting <laughs> but it's snow
2: yeah yeah
0: or ice one of but you know looks yeah. like snow
1: yeah, I'm not looking forward to... so. Uh, and the heat's not
0: to... working again this morning, so I'm freezing. In your my, house? My little toesie's off.
1: In your house, it's not working.
0: It it works when it decides it wants to.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, oh, is that a government one? Never mind. That would never work. <laughs> hey, um, I was government for a very long time, <laughs> I and not. I worked my
0: fingers to the bone. I will agree I, that about 60% at best... <laughs> No, it's about 60% on average. There are some places that work more, some that don't, but about 60% are just there for a,
1: a <laughs> yeah. paycheck. But I get a buggy. I get a buggy you about having, all oh, you're just a, one of those government workers <laughs> who doesn't like mayonnaise. It's
0: pretty funny because <laughs> I have found more, I've been affected more by lazy, um, non-governmental um private business or corporate worker they just you walk in you want some help and they're like sitting there chewing gum leaning against the counter going yep hope you find somebody to help you ain't gonna be me
1: yeah or they act offended when you (laughs) there's this we went in to buy some shoes we go into sport check it's a canadian national wide it's kind of like you know Dick's sporting goods yeah so it's like dicks but without the outdoor like it doesn't have the kayaking and stuff it's mostly just like soccer tennis golf skiing Anyways, went in there, and they always have a person at the front. You know, you need help, which department, to show you where to go. Walk in, and this girl's on her phone, and she looks up at us and then looks straight down at her phone, chewing her gum, just like you said. And then we are in the shoe department, and no one was there. And we couldn't find anybody. We needed a size from the back, and so we went up to her because she was close. Like, is there a chance we could get a size? She goes, I'll see if I can find somebody, and then went to the back and never came back out. And it's like, wow, this, this is an incredible young workforce that the parents have brought up, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, especially.
0: I think right now is a brilliant opportunity for somebody that knows how to lie or deal with cover-ups or to cover yeah. up. Because yeah. I, I hear Elon's looking for somebody.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, what happened there? Some, I so, think. <laughs> solar I, storm?
0: I am not a conspiracy theorist. Never have been, never will be, except I am um, when it comes to Elon Musk <clears> and this throat> situation. Throat> uh, one, he's a he's always lied. He's always been a over-promising, under-producing douche. But this, you know, SpaceX went up and they were going to launch a uh, bunch of the internet satellites, and they lost forty of them mm-hmm. to a geomagnetical storm mm-hmm. geomagnetic storm
2: mm-hmm.
0: well you know wouldn't the space program know about these things you know just saying and yeah. by the way we are in a world of hurt when it comes to producing things particularly sensitive instrumentation that costs that mean take specialized ingredients right specialized yeah, yeah. materials
2: Mm -hmm.
0: to make so i would not be shocked at all if it was 40 empty metal can you know satellite (laughs) looking things that they went up released said oh we lost these things um you know because they have a board and they have deadlines they have promise dates Mm -hmm. and they you know they got stockholders and all this other stuff yeah you know so now That's very possible now they have um the ability to collect on insurance they haven't lost money they've gained money mm-hmm. and you know they're still underperforming so they're right on track
1: yeah yeah are you amazed at how uh, how lawless and dishonest everything has become in this whole world.
0: Well, I mean, as long as your last name is Musk, yeah.
1: Everything. Like uh, so, I'm kidding. You know, but. Yeah, but like what? Like, the Canadian government released all the names of every person who donated to the Freedom Convoy. They just published a list. That, that's illegal, right? Like, Freedom Convoy. I just, I cannot believe it. And, and so today, or well, not today, yesterday, the road, we live off a highway, like we're one kilometer off of a paved road. And the county, basically, the road where we lived is 100 kilometer hour speed limit, which is like 55, reasonable for a highway. It's got a shoulder on it. It's fine. I ride my bicycle in there. It's not scary. And then when you approach, there's a little, it's like a little hamlet or a little village. Uh, it goes down to 80. And then once you're through that area, it goes back up to 100. Cool. Makes sense. <clears throat> there's no reason to slow down to 80 because there's not traffic on this road. It's not a busy road. Anyways, they released a survey. And they're thinking about changing the speed limit to 80 for the entire stretch. And this connects, uh, basically like 817 highway. It goes for about, I'm going to say 10 miles and it meets up with the number one. And so like, if we're going like East, it's, it's a great way Just jump on it and go when we hit the number one anyways. So they released a survey I jumped in. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go online. So I go online, enter my information, do the survey, step to the survey. And I said, I, I would rather see the whole thing hundred kilometers an hour. And your, your option was that make the whole thing 80 or keep it as it is. And, uh, they didn't release the results of the survey. And all of a sudden there's 80 kilometer an hour signs, which is like 45, maybe 40 miles an hour, really slow for a nice paved road with shoulders with like farms. You know, you're driving past fields. There's no houses like right on maybe five on this entire stretch of road anyways. Uh, so Steph was looking into it on Facebook and people were like, why, why can you let us know the results of the survey? And a hundred people, not a lot of people took the survey. A hundred people said, make it a hundred kilometers the whole way. 20 people said, keep it the same as it is right now. Eight people said, make it 80 kilometers an hour. And they changed it to 80 kilometers an hour. (laughs) I'm like. So Canada right now, every single level of our government, this municipal government, the Wheatland County government that I, you know, I pay my taxes directly to, that's like the closest I am to the government, you know, oh, okay. So they're just going to do whatever the hell they want. And then we got the, the premier of Alberta, the provincial government, one step removed. Uh, he's just, uh, no, oh, he just passed a thing a bill making it illegal to protest on any public roadway or sidewalk again not voted on by the MLA's he just pushed the bill through illegally and so that's that level of government and then we go to the federal level of government and they're saying that oh we're gonna he's trying to enact the emergencies act he he talks like he's done it already it hasn't actually been enacted yet but the reason he talks like he hasn't is because the NDP has said that we're going to vote with Trudeau but I look at and so every single level of government that I am supposed to be subject to is as crooked as a dog's hind leg. What do you do? You know what I mean? When the entire world has become completely lawless, it's just wow, this is insane. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Well, I just the ugh. world's insane. Even well intended protesters are insane in a way yeah how so in a way i'm mad i'm mad at you government for shutting down this city or threatening to shut down this city because of your shutdown so i'm going to go to that city and shut it down because you're going to shut it down and i'm going to shut it down because i don't want you to shut it down
1: that's different they're not mm. protest they're not protest they're protesting the the i understand scenes crossing borders
0: i'm just looking at this like a alien would look at it right from you know the whole two miles above approach
1: yeah but that's the only way you can get their attention and you, the you government because
0: you shut down the city that i was going to shut down because of my
1: shutdown no no they're not shutting anything down they just want it they just want everybody to get the vaccine it's not about shutting a city down there they just want everybody to have their passports and they want they want papers they want they want control of every single Canadian life every human life in Canada they want control over it and that's why the protesters are saying no screw you we're gonna we're gonna put a wrench into your little gear train here and and make the wheels these cogs stop for a moment until we get your attention because you try talking to them say hey listen it's time to end this it's time to move on we need to Move on with life. No, nope, but just covers his ears. And so it's like, okay, cool. Well, let's do something a little bit louder.
0: <clears throat> I don't know if it was Justine or the, I don't know, mayor of Ottawa, somebody in uh, Hyatt politician as far as the Ottawa thing was concerned. He actually threatened this, the the Ottawa citizenry right in the middle of it all by saying, you know, if you put up with this, if you don't come up, you know, on the side of the government and help us push out these protesters we're going to shut down the city forever <clears throat> <laughs> really no you're not
1: yeah yeah
0: you can't afford to for one but literally
1: yeah well you know it's interesting the the police chief for Ottawa stepped down because of the pressure the government's putting on him and with this act this emergency act that they're voting on on Monday I think it is um the legal wording in it, you still have a right to peaceful protest and you still have a right to peaceful congregations because it's a charter right. And <laughs>
0: Like they care?
1: No, but the thing is the Ottawa police, they have I've seen this pamphlet, they're printing off and sticking it saying that basically they're going to, if the police use force to remove them, that is an illegal use of force. And there's lawyers that are like, just spread the word. Let the police know that you know, let everyone know on earth that you have a right to be there and for them to remove you is illegal and we are going to press them, right? Like it's it's just this thing that <sighs> pressure's coming from both sides, right? One side's right, one side's wrong. The government is wrong. They're they're doing bad stuff. Justin Trudeau's is, is a criminal and the people have had enough and they're digging in. They you know, they said, Oh, this freedom convoy threatening all this act. They're telling people, say every single Canadian, if you can, go to Ottawa. Because the Ottawa police do not want to do what the government is telling them to do. They're saying use force, get these people out. And the police are like, listen, we we don't want to do that. We don't, they know that it's illegal. That's why their police chief stepped down. He's like, oh man, this is a mess I do not want to be involved with. So he just leaves, right? <laughs> he pulls a Trudeau and just leaves. And uh, it's just, the, the cops don't want to do it. They really don't. They know what's at stake here. And so they're they're like people are flooding to Ottawa, Canadian, not truckers anymore. It's like get every get as many citizens in this city as we can, because if if you had four times as many people in that city that live there, they will not, they cannot use force. There's too many of you. And you know, you know what I mean? The, like it's,
0: isn't that the kind of the opposite of what we all hear about <clears throat> Canadian police? What's that? especially the RCMP. They're corrupt, and they're just there to be government jackbooted thugs.
1: The RCMP are. This is uh, Ottawa City Police. The RCMP will do whatever the hell the government tells them to. They're shady as shady can be. I hate the RCMP. I don't know. The only two
0: run-ins I've ever had with Canadian police were locals, and they were all corrupt. Yeah. But that's just three people out of how many millions?
1: Yeah. And you see it all depends too like calgary has a new police chief because they got the new mayor and she is the the they're, even during her thing she's like oh calgary's woke mayor like she's full-on woka cola <laughs> and the new police chief like mandatory vaccines fired all the old senior police that have been there you know 19 20 years they've got all these young guys in that don't know anything you know uh, all the old guys said i'm not getting vaccinated I'm, you're not going to force me into a vaccine and so they were suspended with pay blah 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 and uh some of them have like they like i hear them putting stuff they'll make videos and they said you know what they've lost a lot of senior leadership like most all senior leadership in the police service and so now we've got these young guys 20 somethings 30 somethings brand new to the force and they just they don't have that senior experience the wisdom like there's certain situations where it's like the best thing for you to do is just escalate things let's always you know or just take a step back and say okay chill out but nobody's there to teach him that and so he said they walk around like goons like the way they hand tickets out and stuff and so they arrested that pastor again right denied bail again unbelievable like that literally if you see that there's a video of it if you see that and you don't think gustapo you're out of your mind and I know he, he's kind of a, he's a troublemaker for them, right? I'm not, he's not doing anything illegal. He's not doing anything wrong. I was there he, when I was at the the protest, he was speaking and I saw him, I was like 50 feet away from him and he's kind of, he goes, I, he's bragging that he's a professional. He goes, I got arrested again. I guess I'm a professional. And no, it's kind of like, oh dude, you're not overly tactful. You're not you know like i i'm not against the guy but also i'm not surprised every time he gets arrested i'm like you act the way you do in public you're gonna get yourself in trouble but um yeah no he's planning on talking at the coots and so they arrest him he's been detained and apparently like he released a video to his family apparently he's in solitary confinement 23 hours a day it's like wow Like, like that's what our city police is doing. They're corrupt. I think, I think it has to do, like, I think you can have a good city police and you can have a bad city police. And it's like, they say a fish stinks from the head down, right? If you got good leadership, you're going to have a good force. It'll, it'll work its way out. Uh, RCMP is just always shady. shady. It's the most corrupt political party in Canada is the RCMP. People say, well, they're not a political party. So, well then why do they make laws? Because it should be lawmakers that make laws, not law enforcement. But no, they're, they're a political party. Don't kid yourself. Yeah, I hate the RCMP. There, there's a movement to try and get the RCMP out of Alberta. And uh, I really hope we do that. And they've got ads on my Instagram keep the RCMP in Alberta. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> yeah, of you mind? Oh, well. It's crazy. Is there anything happening? Like, what's going on in the States? You know what's funny is that you don't see a lot of Biden. Um, my, my YouTube stuff isn't feeding me a lot of Biden funny moments because all this attention's on Canada. I bet the Biden administration loves it. <laughs> like, phew. Well,
0: the instead of like they have done in the past, the instead of the liberal media... Uh, just turning on a single liberal politician and going, ah, they're an outlier. That's not who we really are. Oh no, they've doubled down. They're just eating up everything he says or Mm. covering it up. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. Just like they're, you know, this, uh, you know, like someone I know me said way back in 2015, 2016 about the alleged, uh, Russian dossier.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Well, you know, Clinton's is coming out now and they're covering that
1: up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy, eh?
0: But, well, here in the not so great state of Tennessee, um, we did have one good thing for the citizenry. We had a corrupt uh, assistant district attorney, former. Uh, she was fired in the middle of the investigation, but she was hmm. arrested along with two corrupt police officers.
1: Arrested? Yep. Oh, wow.
0: Putting a pokey.
1: Oh, that's good. <laughs>
0: they uh, The cops had tuned somebody up during hmm. an arrest and uh, took pictures of it with their smartphone and... Sent them to this DA who said, uh, you need to delete those. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she's helping to oh, cover up a crime, okay, it, Yeah, and then they committed the crime. Not only the tune-up, but deleting evidence. So they're all in jail. Wow. They bonded they're, out, but they were in jail. Yeah, you
1: know, yeah. So. That's what you call smart people right there. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, there's a couple other instances... Uh, The story went on about the, you know, (sighs) cops being complete idiots, not just because they committed a crime, but how they attempt to cover it up. Um, Oh, like, it was one cop, uh, not here in Tennessee, but someplace. Uh, Actually, I don't think they said. They just gave the example. Uh, State police officer threatened (laughs) He's under investigation for being corrupt. Mm -hmm. And the DA, whatever um, prosecutor was going to prosecute him, had a meeting with him. And this cop said, if you don't quit investigating me, I'm going to arrest you for obstruction of justice because I can't do my job. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What did you just say?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's funny!
0: Oh, and by the way, since you're the one under investigation, you just committed obstruction of justice, or at least attempted. Wow, that's crazy! You know, there's the oh, and then he said, uh, at some point in the future, from that, but not too far, uh, he said, you know, I'm not the only one, and you don't know about the other ones. (laughs) And when if you prosecute me and put me in jail, I lose my job. They're gonna come kill you. Hmm. Oh, really? Hey, can somebody get a hold of his Facebook? Find out who his friends are?
1: Yeah. That's crazy, Hey, Yeah, I
0: think within two hours of him doing that, they had arrested two more. Oh, wow. I mean, it was that fast and that easy to track. Once they, you know, had reason to believe, they needed to look deeper. Hmm. It's one of the things that folks don't really... Well, how can't you... You know, isn't it obvious that these people are corrupt? Maybe, maybe not. But you know, it takes time and money to do anything, mm-hmm. and there's not enough time or money for the good police to be doing stuff. You know, and then they have to have um, either top cover or authority. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, you know. It's it's. I'm not excusing it. I'm just explaining the why. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, the one of the agencies I work for, I didn't carry a badge. I was just a legal guy, but they had because of my, I uh, how do I say this? And not sound like a dipshit or a douchebag. I guess I can't, but because of my rank, I had there, I was high enough up that it could be anyone of that rank, like additional duty,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and the since internal affairs didn't want to investigate these two people, they had me do it.
2: Hmm.
0: I mean, cause they knew I was, um, one of the things that the other folks in the agency didn't like about me is I was so critical of the agency. I'm I'm yeah. critical of anybody who uses taxpayer money to do their job. Yeah, yeah. Cause we're all supposed to be a steward of the taxpayer money, but, but on top of that the fact that you have um a gun and a badge yeah. or a bench and a robe or whatever right mm-hmm. that you're in that you have this special layer of authority and privilege you have to be held to a higher standard in my opinion and mm-hmm. i did and uh i think at the, the these two guys had done something so incredibly bad that and then the. Internal Affairs, did not want to investigate them. Not mm. because they were okay with what they did. Well, you know, if that comes out, it'll give us the whole agency a black eye. And? <laughs> you know, and, and not doing anything's not? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, that's that's two black eyes and a nut punch, you know, just saying. Yeah, But yeah. Uh, those two were just a uh, special kind of scumbag. Mm
1: you know yeah you wonder like is this just how society's always been
0: as long as i've known it and all of the history that i have uh, studied yes
1: yeah it's just a fallen world hey like (laughs) you know when you kind of become an adult look when you're a teenager everything's fun and great you know and it's it's good hopefully you've had that you know worry-free life as a kid teenager and become an adult and even as a young adult But then once you get to your 30s and you start paying attention a little bit to politics and you start looking around and it's like, it seems it's like, man, the world's getting really bad. But then it's like, I think it's just, uh, I think I just wasn't looking at it before I was uh, oblivious to it. And man, this, everywhere you go, every corrupt, shady, dishonest, like government's doing bad things, police doing bad things, business people doing bad things, your neighbor doing bad things. It's just like, wow this is insane man <clears throat> it's a good thing we have hobbies <laughs> you know yeah oh it's crazy
0: yeah i mean the world as far back as i've gone in my study of history and ethics yeah it's all been it's always been
1: yeah kane killed a Abel. Shit
0: show it has um mm-hmm. now i think I, don't, I can't even say that so yeah we've always had good people and bad people good and evil you know I think mm-hmm. earth is just a good and evil battleground yeah yeah that's all it's sure. ever you know we're battle world for you know good and evil
1: mm-hmm. but yeah yeah so to lighten the load a little bit lighten the topic i I texted you a picture it was last Friday new welder yeah oh dude <laughs> oh, it's,
0: that was quick yeah. too by the way
1: what's that for talking about it to buying it yeah yeah oh yeah man i just i, I oh. after finishing the welding in my project and my shipping container um oh it's funny i'll give you a little spoiler alert wow well, yeah um so I uh, the video is gonna come out it's already loaded on youtube i just gotta publish it basically and um I don't know if it really shows up too much in the video. You can kind of tell that the the welder's like, like it just, it would, it would weld for one second and then stop feeding wire and then weld and then stopping. So when I'm welding, it looks like I've got something askew, like my feet isn't enough or I don't have a good ground and it just keeps breaking that welding circuit. And, um, it's not me, you know, It's like, but it's embarrassing when I'm filming. And so I don't have any long welding sequences because like, tit, 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 it's like, man, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. But at the end of it, I I, I kind of talk in the video about how this welder's giving me issues. And at the end of it, I said, I think I, I know one adjustment. I've got a special tool. Can you guess what I did to the welder? You can.
2: Well, I, sma- I don't know.
1: Smashed it. I just took a sledgehammer, and just uh, smashed it, man. <laughs> like, I was going to say either
0: hammer or gun, one of the two.
1: Yeah, hammer, hammer. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and so I was like, I, "That's it." You know what? I, I do enough welding. I've always got the odd welding project on the go. Um, I can't be, I can't be doing this. I, I paid a hundred bucks for that welder that I had, and I've had it for about ten years, so it owes me nothing. You know, I've, I've put about, I don't know. I think four or five, the 10-pound spools of wire through, or the, I don't know if it's, yeah, the, ten, the big ones. The biggest one that fits in that machine, I've put about five of those through there. So you know what? It's it's had a good life. When I hit it with <laughs> this sledgehammer, I do it in slow motion, the video, you should see the dust that comes out of the machine. <laughs> the guy, the gentleman is is my wife's great uncle, or uncle, I forget, but um, his garage shop was the filthiest garage shop I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he welded and grinded in there all the time and he didn't ever believe in, in sweeping. He had the whole garage carpeted with scraps of carpet. And I remember cause he passed away and his wife asked if me and my brother-in-law would help clean everything out and price everything to sell. We went in there and I'm not joking. There was layers of like dust, you know, metal fab dust a little bit of smoke, a little bit of grindies, an eighth of an inch thick over everything. It was disgusting. We spent about three hours just vacuuming so that we could actually see. And so that's where this little welder lived. It had a pretty harsh life, I think. And I think if he had actually cleaned things and you know took a little compressed air, blew things out every now and then, it might still be with us, but uh, it's gone on. It's gone on to another life. <laughs> Yeah, that new welder works so good, man. I like it. Just turn it on. It's got those weird settings where you you enter your wire, your material, and uh, it kind of sets everything up and then you can tune it from there. And The cool thing is, is it gives you a range. So uh, it'll set it right in the middle. <clears throat> and then if you think maybe the wire feed is a little too fast, you can turn that down and it'll, sh- it'll show you if you've gone to the bottom of what they suggest the range is. So it's actually kind of cool. And then if you go like way down, it, you go into the red. So it's kind of cool it's uh, interesting uh, for people that have no clue and all i would do is just go up to it and just experiment until I dial it in but for people that have no clue or even sometimes those dials seem arbitrary right it's like zero to a hundred well you just got to figure it out but this shows you right away so it's kind of interesting
2: i think instead of a
0: hammer Mm -hmm. you should have got um and just charged that thing up the full amperage and thrown the both leads positive and negative into a kitty pool, sw- kitty swimming pool full of cats. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. Oh, that wouldn't get that would be popular on YouTube. Man, they'd probably get a play button for. Well, oh, they say cat <laughs>
0: videos are popular. I mean, just yeah, that's, that's take right. it in a different direction.
1: That's right. Next I'm joking, you know. I
0: I do not in any way condone that.
1: <laughs> Daddy, why are all the police here? Oh no. <laughs> Unpublish quick, unpublish. (laughs) Yeah. Now, you
0: you could probably get away with it if you had, uh, I don't know, Trudeau in that bathtub.
1: That's right. (laughs) That's right. The
0: the electrodes would stop halfway in midair, just hovering there. We're not doing it. We're not touching
1: it. Yeah, no kidding. It's (laughs) disgusting. Yeah. Man, it works so good. It's nice love having a good welder just
0: and it's one of those things that well a good welder the pro you know I don't want to say the proper welder but a quality welder right Mm
2: -hmm.
0: is you can't even compare it to one of these chinesium inverter welders
1: right yeah
0: yeah particularly a
1: 110
0: one yeah I when I learned how to weld, it was on one of those Lincoln red boxes, you know, mm-hmm. that weigh 5,000 pounds,
2: yeah, but yeah.
0: Or, all right, 150, but still, and, uh, you know, stick only, whatever, learn mm-hmm. how to weld. The and then you use one of those giant four foot tall Miller welders that are sticking me or TIG yeah. that are like older than me. And it's so smooth
2: yeah
0: oh my god this is welding
1: yeah yeah it's a huge difference you know um and
0: it's one of the one of the things one of the few there are a lot of things that people say oh you know you get what you pay for blah 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 welders are one of those things that are just 100 percent obvious mm-hmm. if you're anywhere near halfway competent with a welder you'll know the difference right away mm-hmm. and you'll be like <clears throat> the heck was I thinking with this chinesium thing?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I welded a few little things. I'm just like, oh, my word, this is insane. Like, and you know what? To be a good, to, to, to late, not to be a good MIG welder, but to get a good weld with a MIG, uh, you just have to understand some basic theory. And the most important thing is make sure you're getting enough heat and being able to tell on a scrap piece like weld to the butt end of it and see the heat penetration like if you cut come right to the end of a piece of steel that you've cut you weld it, you can actually see the weld go in you can see where it stops that's all you really need to know to actually get good strong mig welds right like you don't need to know a lot of welding theory make sure you get enough heat make sure you know what that looks like and then when you've got a machine that works well man you can Im- people with you know what I mean like nobody can knock this weld that's a pretty good looking weld and it's strong, but you can have that same basic basic theory with the, the welder that I had that <laughs> the, no matter what you do like it was at the point where no matter what I did I could not get a continuous like a even a just a two inch bead it was impossible impossible and yeah. so now oh dude Man, it's been and it's so
0: easy for you. Jeremy, to show this to like at the everyman level on your channel, mm-hmm. you get a, um, you know maybe four by four piece of, you know two coupons,
2: mm-hmm.
0: weld them together, do a fillet weld, put them in your bandsaw, split it down the middle, etch it, etch that end, the cut in,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then show this is the penetration, this is the you know the filler material, the you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Actually. I've thought about doing a welding. I've had a lot of people ask for welding videos, but I refuse to because I'm not a welder and I know that people are, but I had a buddy of mine who's a really good welder. Uh, he actually moved though. I asked him if he would come and do a video with me and, uh, you know, so I could do it like, interview, like, okay, tell me what's the basics of welding, blah, blah, blah. And do it that way. And we're going to do it, but he ended up having to move to Saskatchewan for work, but. No, that'd be I mean, interesting. YouTube. You don't have it.
0: to know what you're doing to do a video on it and claim no, to be true. an expert.
1: That's true. <laughs> that's, how, that's, that's how I got started. <laughs> um, I mean,
0: it's there's a difference in I'm going to give you a lesson on welding. And then I've been doing welding as part of something else mm-hmm. for 25 years. I'm going to yeah. show you the benefit of my experience.
1: Yeah that's all you could do
0: and I think uh, well I think anybody who's under the age of 30 who gets on YouTube and says I'm an expert in anything you know <laughs> is full of banther poodoo but anyway
1: yeah I don't I don't I honestly don't believe in experts like I, I don't I truly
0: I think there's levels of expertise mm-hmm um, that's a good way to put it and my my biggest thing that makes me want to find you and bite you as hard as I can is you saying, I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm an expert.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you don't even, you haven't been doing it long enough to not know what you don't know. Yeah. You no, know, Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. I know. <clears throat> like, you know, I, I worked at installing airport baggage conveyors. And when you look at the machinery, it's not complex. It's very basic and I'd done it I think I installed for like 13 or 14 years <clears throat> and I knew guys would come and be like "Do you ever get bored of this so I'm like well uh, when I do I'm gonna quit I'll just quit that day but I said and the day that I have learned everything that there is to know about this equipment is a day I will quit I'll just be like okay I'm done there's nothing to learn and like literally I did the same thing for 15 years and all the time I'm finding this little new thing or like, oh, I didn't know that. Or, you know, a new problem. We couldn't figure out what's going on. Then you find the solution. And it's like, I still, uh, you know, like I had Southwest Airlines, they, they offered me a job a whole bunch of times. And, uh, and cause they, and I was like, why do you guys keep offering me jobs? Like, I'm not going to come work for you. It's like, we need an expert. I said, I'm not an expert. And they say, you know more about conveyors than anybody that works for us. And I said, well, that may be the case, but I'm not an expert. And they said, well, you could. And it's like, no, I learn things all the time about these. And I know, like, people to to think that they're experts in something just shows ignorance, you know? And the truly great ones are like, oh, I'm learning forever.
0: If somebody tells me, I've been doing it 10 years, I'm an expert. Mm, No, I want to bite you. Somebody says, I've been doing it 35 years, you know, and I think I know what I'm doing. Yep, you <clears throat> should, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I'm 40 years, I'm an expert. Okay, I can buy that. Mm-hmm. You know? and yeah. Expert doesn't know, mean you know everything about everything about everything. I think expert means I'm no longer a journeyman. Yeah. You know, but, mm-hmm. you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. I guess now and you
0: can just identify as an expert.
1: Yeah, that's Right. I'm a trans expert. What do you mean? Well, I'm a first year apprentice, but I identify as an expert. <laughs> I'm a trans journeyman. <laughs> well, what do, what do you mean? You haven't even got a first year yet. It's like, yeah, but I identify as a journeyman, so you got to pay me accordingly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a legal thing now, right?
0: And I made a comment on somebody's channel. <clears throat> oh, 10 years, expert, huh? And then put the little crying smiley face on it. Mm-hmm. And he comes back and says, uh, who's the bigger fool? The fool or the fool who follows, and then he had about fifty people respond to his comment to my comment, yeah, saying you're insulting your viewers,
2: yeah.
0: So I didn't have to to go anywhere else with it. You know, the people he insulted were you know catching on at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a whole oh, man. <clears throat> It's so dumb like dumb like the thing i start saying to people now um so i had one, one guy correct me on how i pronounced a cherubis you know like the aftermarket dirt bike accessory company and i at first i've always my whole life thought it was a, a Cebrus or a serbis right and then i had a few people correcting me say it like a chair bus a charbus charbus and i was like okay so i've i, I googled it and it's an italian word And it's spelt with a C, but it said a Charbys. And uh, this one guy cracked me. He's like, nice video, but man, there's no H in there. You should learn how to talk. And and I was like... (laughs) I was like, so you got to be the guy at the end of your life, look back and say, I was the one correcting people's pronunciation on the internet. I said, you're a legend. I said, also, you might want to get things right. It's an Italian word and I'm pronouncing it correctly. (laughs) And then he goes, you took it the wrong way, man, but I bet you'll never say it with a CH again. (laughs) Freaking moron. Oh, I get dumb people all all the time. I, I block like two to five, sometimes 10 people a day. It's like just, like shut up, and I always leave them with a roaster. Uh, I'll be like, "Wow, your life sucks so bad that you just got to wander around making fun of people." I could never imagine being a loser like that, and then block them. You know, make sure they get send the message, then block them. Okay, if people, the starts,
0: Scott from <clears throat> VCore, has, is a professional level anti-troller.
2: Um,
1: yeah. Good God. I gotta look him up then.
0: <clears throat> he uh, he'll screenshot their comment and then. Just hose them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I mean, with long, well written <clears throat> fact, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and one guy came back and was like, "Oh, thanks. I didn't know. You know, sorry." Everyone else has been, Ooh, buh, 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 you know, troll.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: and at. The, Every time he closes out a, a build, he has a he has a like an empty container that has um haters tears on it. It was oh, it's funny. hilarious. Huh.
1: But that is funny. <clears throat>
0: yeah. And
1: I gotta I gotta he, look what channel is he? V Cor.
0: Uh V V E H C O R. It's a car one. Um he's like he's a mechanic in real life, but on his channel he's like a car flipper. Oh, okay. Uh, but, I, I mean, at a high level, um, he, he's not just putting lipstick on a pig. He, he fixes things and does it right. Uh, oh, and one of my favorite things is, you know, he goes to one of my favorite things where trolls comment, right? And you know, just by the comment, they're one, you don't watch. Two, mm-hmm. you're an idiot. You have the IQ of a wet used napkin.
2: He'll
0: mm-hmm. <clears throat> go to the uh copart auction, <clears throat> get a car, a wrecked vehicle. It's been hitting the front quarter and the you know the the wheel's broken off, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, they put it on the Trailer with a forklift, just giant forklift, right? Well, to get it off the forklift, I mean, the trailer, you got to do something. Mm-hmm. So he just puts on a used, broken hub, you know, and whatever, a knuckle, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, look, you, you, you're just a hack like the rest of... Jesus, it's just to get it off the trailer. He just said, I'm putting on this thing to get it off the trailer. Yeah, yeah. And then in every video where he does this, he takes it back off and puts on a brand new part. Once it's Mm -hmm. time to do that,
2: right? Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. And it's just, it's like clockwork.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Uh, but. Do you ever watch Dies in every film? Owner Cogler?
0: I know Uh, it. I think I've seen a couple, um, but I don't watch it, watch it.
1: Yeah. Um so anyways I remember like he sent me uh stickers and like a letter mailed it to me back when I had 60,000 and I think at the time he had like five or six thousand subscribers and I uh, said you know I appreciate your YouTube channel it's really helping me out with mine and he's been very consistent with producing content he's like six seven hundred thousand subscribers now um I follow him on Instagram he's a he's a f- pretty funny guy we message back and forth but uh He does the same thing roasting people on Instagram, (laughs) so he'll take and he goes hard. Like he's he's always getting his Facebook is always blocking his account like for a week (laughs) because he's too mean, (laughs) but he'll take pictures uh, uh, and he just does it. He'll go back and forth with the people and he's never one to like, I usually just send an insult and I've gone back and forth and sometimes you can go 10 rounds with these morons and they just get dumber. So it's like, I'm not wasting my time, but I am going to definitely let you know that, hey, you're an asshole. Um, but you'll go back and forth and you'll post these conversations on Instagram. It is so funny. Oh, it's some, <laughs> some of the stuff that people come after you for. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because some people are like, don't, don't engage them. Don't do that. But it's like, what if like, uh, it might be bad, but what if you enjoy it? Like if somebody's going to call me on, be a, be a jerk to me, I enjoy going back on them. Like I'm, I, I, I don't like people getting away with stuff like that. Like, if you're going to be a jerk, cool. Enjoy this. There's a consequence. I don't know. I I love it. I love engaging those those trolls and just lighting them up.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, (laughs) yeah, I told somebody one time that they're, they were so annoying and so stupid and so retarded I bet, I would bet all that I am and all that I own that by the time they were the age of 10, their mother was no longer pro-life.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Some people are just, duh, <sighs> Oh, and so also uh, with this welder, like uh, the other welder I had was CO2. And um, so I switched um, <clears throat> to CO2 argon. And then the cart that he had his welder on this, the casters, I don't know, man, they were so seized. They're like these old super industrial ones with these big grease nipples. And I tried getting the grease the totally seized up grease nipples. So I thought, you know what, screw this. Went and bought new casters. And then this new welder, it's probably weighs half as much and probably because of that inverter technology or something. But, um, my old one was 130 amp. This one's 210 and this one has the auto select 110 volt, 220 volt. And so, man, it is like the other one, it was a chore to move around. Even in my garage, like it was like something I had to <laughs> literally put my back into and actually like shove this cart around. It it, it didn't roll, it, you shoved it. And so now I got new casters, half the weight, and I just take this thing and I just grab it with my, and, oh, I wheel it around the shop. It is just such a gem. Oh so stoked i'm excited about it I only but i didn't do any videos about all the mod because i totally remade this cart and added things and this and that but um yeah i just i'll never let the name be shown on my channel but yeah it's slick man <clears throat> exciting stuff
2: yeah
1: oh and then uh you know it's nice well i guess we talked about we're allowed to go out and eat now and apparently Right away, we're supposed to get all, well, at the end of the month, all of our masking mandates lifted. So they say, they're just going to let us be regular citizens like we've been for hundreds of years now, and we're getting excited about it. (laughs) You know, it's funny, they, uh, they lifted all mask requirements for children in schools, and the Alberta Teachers Union is taking the province to court, saying they want children to wear masks indefinitely, Because without a mask, they're in an unsafe work environment. (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh, man, you know, I heard it said very interestingly on another podcast that the position of a teacher is the most socialist or the closest institution to communism that exists in the free world. And it's very true, right? Cause, cause you go into it knowing what you're going to make. You get an education and you agree that for the rest of your life, you're going to work exactly this many hours. You get exactly this much time off. This is your pay structure, right? And there's zero incentive for better performance. And you also can't, can't have anything happen to you for poor performance. Like the public school teachers, that whole institution is communism. Like oh, that I is thought the, you meant
0: that. You know, it was communism. a group of individuals brainwashing the younger next generation uh, into the wrong way of thinking politically and socially, I thought, oh, I thought that's what <laughs> you meant.
1: But it is because you think about what these people believe. Like fundamentally, if you're a school teacher, you believe in exactly this much pay for exactly this much work. That is communism.
0: Well, mo- every teacher I know, and I know actually more than I thought I did. Uh, none of them like their pay. They're always fighting for more pay. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, there are conservative school teachers. They just have to hide it.
1: Mm-hmm. And and so you think about someone that fundamentally agrees that, OK, you know, what? anybody who's like an entrepreneur in spirit or a go-getter would never want that job. Be like, um, so if I do a better job than the next teacher, do I get more money? No it's just and when you go to school you know exactly okay i'm gonna come out with this degree this is what i'll start to make and in five years i'll get this raise and in five years i'll get this raise. it's all laid out and i know they're always asking for more money everybody is but they literally agree at the outset of their career to the terms and conditions that is not a go-getter that's somebody's like yeah i'm happy with this i know exactly what i have to do and i know exactly what i'm gonna get i'm a communist and so when they fundamentally are happy with that like they're essentially, they're socialists or communists, whichever word you want to use, they're both correct. Um, and, and they are the ones that are teaching our kids. It's not the people that are starting businesses and being like, hey, man, I'm going to go work a double shift here so I can make twice the money. Right. That's uh, a <laughs> that's a person who who's excited about the future and is is uh, what's the word? A capitalist. Right. The, the the cool let's go make some money let's let's do it let's make as much money as we can those aren't the people that are teaching kids and that's why the education is so flipped to the the communist socialist agenda because everybody in that position is a socialist eh, <laughs> you know i disagree why is that? i know
0: so many teachers again that that fight constantly against that system that fight for change they take so much money out of their own pocket to fund the classroom because they're not getting pencils and stuff, you know, it, it's just sad.
1: Yeah, it might, it might be different there, but
0: the people who make the rules, the people who um, uh, make and approve the uh, the um, the curriculum, are more often than not communist. But
1: I think most, I, I, I think that have, a I, lot
0: of the. Teachers in the trench really wanted to teach and really wanted to do the right thing, and they they're mis, might be a little misguided going in, but yeah, but once you're in it, you're kind of stuck
1: yeah yeah i'd uh I wouldn't call him a friend uh, I was his only. I was the only person who'd ever talked to him growing up as teenagers and um I do not know i I still think he's uh still think he might be gay. Uh, he's never come out with it, never, but he's he's my age. We're the exact same age. He's, I don't think he's ever had a girlfriend, but he became a teacher, and he plays with Legos, like goes to Lego building competitions, and I'm just like, hmm. And when I look at what, you know, he can't get fired from his job. He'll never be transferred. He works. He literally lived in his parents' basement until his parents bought a house out of town, and then he moved upstairs. <laughs> But I look at him and I've known a few other people that were teachers and they're very similar people. I have known far fewer people that I respect that are teachers. Most every teacher I've ever met, I'm like, oh man, you are a piece of human garbage, you are a lazy, pathetic socialist wiener schnitzel. But that's just my experience. I'm sure there has to be at least one good teacher out there. No, I had, I had my, my uh, grade one teacher was really good. She was excellent. I couldn't read, but she still gave me Pop-Tarts and, like, candies and stuff. She treated me like every other student, even though I was a dumb kid in the class. Mrs. Tweed was her name. She was cool.
2: <sighs>
1: but, yeah, no, so, uh, yeah, kids are wrapping up. Kobe's just got a couple more tests, I think, and then they got next week off of school. And uh, I think we're going to do a little ski vacation coming up here soon, because now we're now that we're allowed, now that uh, plague rats are allowed to infest society, we're going to go for a couple days to Lake Louise. Hey, you watching the Olympics at all, Todd?
0: Uh they they still have those.
1: Yeah, that's what I think too. <laughs> it's, it's funny because my wife and I disagree on this. I hate the Olympics because it's so corrupt and it's just it's so I I think it's a horrible thing but the one thing I agree she's the one thing she says is, it's always kind of something interesting to watch and I'm like that's that's true i like that some of the sports like i like I watch i like watching ski racing downhill ski racing that's fascinating to me I, I dabbled in it a little bit but um no the whole concept of the olympic games is just like the girl she won the snowboard uh for china um uh, She was on the US team, but they weren't going to send her. And so she said, fine. So she went and got Chinese citizenship, won a gold medal for China. Do you know how much she's made since she moved? She's been in China for six months. Do you know how much she's made in six months?
0: Probably nothing.
1: $18 million. And like 18 million bucks. And she's hoping that she can bridge the companies. Her mom was actually from China and her dad is from California. And so she does, <clears throat> she kind of had a natural fit. Maybe she could have even had citizenship, but she went and went for the Chinese team and in the last 16, six months, she's made 18 million bucks. And so when that happens, I'm like, okay, this is, mm, I don't know, it, it's weird. She's an American citizen. She was born and raised in the United States of America and she just goes to compete same thing like like you know there's tons of people like i could go compete if i was an athlete i could go <laughs> and see if hey you need a whatever i'm good at this can i compete for your country I'm, I'm sick and tired of my olympic team and just go represent another country that that's bogusness to me
0: well one one thing is for certain if you go to the olympics and you represent the united states of america you get no money none zero the so? olympic committee gets it all
2: yeah, yeah, I guess. So. <laughs>
0: but oh, China! You know the best, the the biggest benefit for them for hosting the Olympics is when they get caught cheating. No one can
1: investigate it. <laughs> that's right. No Do you one want to leave the country. Yeah, that's right.
0: You might want to just forget what you saw.
1: Yeah, don't don't bring it up. Doesn't matter. We won't even drug test the, the Chinese athletes. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. All the corruption, it like it's forever corrupt. There's always scandal. You know, Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding. It's just like Oh, that why? was funny though. That was the, funny.
0: I mean, not for Nancy,
1: but no. for But I'm like, why? Like I I don't know. I I don't see the benefit of the Olympics in the current the way they've been set up since I've been alive. I understand the concept of it where nations come together in sport but it's not that like like nobody does that if that's the case you should be a native of that country born in that country citizen of that country it's a game now it's kind of like I don't get it and it's not good clean honest sport right it's it's cheating let's every I think every Olympic team will try to cheat as much as possible as much as they can get away with I don't know I just I've never watched it and not seen scandal in it and so I'm like screw this this isn't it you want to see real sports? Go to watch the professional athletes.
0: Well, there's a in the last Olympics. I'm pretty certain there was a dude on the North Korean female team.
1: Uh, on the U.S. team?
0: Oh no, I meant that wasn't you know said. Oh, I'm transgender. You know, oh, there was really? just. There's a guy standing there with a beard and no one's and no one's talking about it, you know?
1: Yeah. Um mm. did you see so it wasn't this past summer Olympics, the so ones before? Did, did did you see the Filipino men's diving team?
0: No, cuz I don't.
1: <laughs> okay. I know it's I, I wouldn't recommend this if it wasn't hilarious. So these, I think they just wanted to have a diving team and they just said, does anybody want to go? And these people are like, I'll go. Cause they don't, they literally jump and they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like it, it's an absolute amateur and they just stand up there and they know they're not gonna do it. He jumps in, they land. Oh, it's so funny. And then they get out and they're like, <laughs> it's was, it was absolutely hilarious. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen at the Olympics. But uh, yeah. <clears throat> No, I was just curious if you'd been watching it at all.
0: No, I, 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 it is impossible, literally impossible for me to care less than I do (laughs) about the Olympics.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: Because it's all, it's been corrupt forever and, you know.
1: I agree. I'm the same way. We just happen to have it on because the kids are kind of interested in it and I'm not like Anti-Olympic Games, but if they didn't ever happen again, I would be A-OK. I should probably be happier.
0: And then the only thing I actually enjoyed watching, back when I did enjoy watching something on the Olympics, it's been ruined. I can no longer enjoy it at all, period. So, you know. What was it? Gymnastics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when, I don't know, your promise doesn't mean anything. Your commitment to your team doesn't mean anything. And instead of being ostracized because you have effed your team, oh, the pressure got to me. I don't want to be in the Olympics anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, team effort's over. Now it's all about me. Oh, yeah, I'm back in.
1: Hmm. You
0: should have been removed.
1: Who is this you're talking of?
0: Oh, some uh, Is it that girl? Yeah. The black yeah, girl? Yeah, some, some chick in the last Summer Olympics. Oh.
1: Hmm. Um, do you know, you heard the name Kyle Schufelt? Won no. a gold, <clears throat> I don't know which Olympics it was, 2000-something, won the gold medal for men's gym, gymnastics. Um, anyways. Uh, it was kind of cool because what uh, would have been 2000 Olympics because, um, no, no, maybe 2004. Uh, anyways, he won gold medal and then we went to a gold medal party for him in Strathmore because his girlfriend at the time was uh, my wife's really good friend when they were kids. And so, and like her mom's a realtor and stuff like that. It's cool. Like we would be watching the Olympics and there'd be, her name's Melissa. She'd be like right there on the end. It's kind of cool but uh we got a picture of of Kobe he's a little I don't know he's probably like eight months old or something with his gold medal around his neck he was kind of cool Kyle Schufeld's holding him for pictures and stuff and it's so funny because gymnasts arms are so long <laughs> like they're weird when you see a gym so like I've talked to the guy I met him he actually opened up a, a gym in Calgary here uh but every time I met him I'm like this is a weirdly proportioned dude nice guy like Super friendly, straight, you know. But I was like, man, his arms they, they they like slap his his knees when he walks. Almost, I always feel like you can look at somebody and be like, oh, that's a gymnast right there. They've got weird body portions.
0: Yeah, I I met a an Olympic gymnast, uh, active Olympic gymnast, bronze no silver medalist, <clears throat> and he does the rings. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> you know when you go to shake a dude's hand. Sometimes you your like left hand goes up and grabs her shoulder. Mm-hmm. It was like touching granite. Wow. Yeah. Solid steel. I'm like, well, it makes sense. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he was one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Probably one of the strongest, obviously, but, oh my God, he was so gay.
2: Mm. I, and
0: I, do what you want behind closed doors. Why, why do you got to be a queen?
2: Yeah, yeah. Good God. Yeah. You
0: yeah. weren't born with that lisp. I don't know where you got it from.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear you.
0: And his parents, you could tell, were so proud of him um, for his accomplishments in the Olympics and gymnastics in general. Because he's a like umpteenth dozen world champ right Mm. because the olympics are just a world championships every four years
1: yeah yeah Televised everywhere
0: yeah same people competing at the same games just every four years they call it the
1: olympics and And yeah and and televise it
0: the uh but when they started talking about his life you know you can see their their eyes start drooping and going down and looking at their feet i'm like that's (laughs) just so sad
1: (laughs) yeah that's crazy yeah, those gymnasts, those they are athletes, hey? Like, just the physical condition you have to be to do that stuff. Like, there's some things like snowboarding. It's like, who was who it? The, the, fir- well, the first year they had snowboarding in the Olympics, it was a Canadian won the gold medal. Uh, but when they drug tested him, he had a whole bunch of marijuana in his blood. So they didn't know if they could disqualify him, if it was a performance enhancing or not. But it's like, there, there's some, some things that you don't have to be that. Uh, physically impressive to be an Olympian, and I think all those things should be removed. Like, there's there's certain snowboarding things that are like, yeah, yeah, it's it's impressive, but some of them are like, really, you can win while smoking a joint? Sorry. I, I don't call that uh, uh, an incredible physical performance. No, no.
0: I don't know. I mean, it, it got to be... <laughs> Uh, an adrenaline junkie, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. How about Can curling? Can't be afraid to die. Um, but I mean, is it physically demanding? Yeah. Is it at the same level as I don't know, a triathlon? Probably not.
1: Yeah. How about curling?
0: Curling's not a sport. I don't care what <laughs> no. anybody says.
1: Oh, it's in the Olympics. I know it's a game. So they should very, very clear definitions. A game. Okay, golf is a game. Is it a sport? No, it's not a sport. It's a game. Curling is a game. If it's a game, it doesn't go to the Olympics. If it's a sport, yeah, we could possibly look at putting it in the Olympics.
0: Now, um, I, I actually heard something pretty funny. Uh, somebody was talking about what's it? What's the difference between a sport and a game? Not necessarily that's the way they put it, but it was you know what makes something a sport. And I think what they all agreed on was – um if it has sponsors, it's a sport. And then they started naming all the stupid crap that has sponsorships.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Curling was at the top of that list.
1: Yeah. Pickleball, like you said, they're <laughs> professional pickleball players. Bowling. So. <laughs> Bowling, yeah.
0: Now, not everybody can bowl.
2: No.
1: And
0: the majority of people who do it are no good at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, to compete with some of these people that are trophy winners. Is just crazy. Now I can get as many strikes as them. I don't look like a spaz, and I'm not throwing the ball 800 miles an hour. And I don't curve it in a freaking 360 degree arc either. You know, I bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm a straight line bowler. Every once in a while, I can turn it a little. You know, I'm not in slow mo. I'm not really fast. Yeah. You know, I just understand. I I shot pool from an early age. And I took that knowledge of, you know, angles and stuff, mm-hmm. into bowling. So yeah. anyway,
1: yeah, pool should be an Olympic sport. Yeah, <laughs> if curling's in there, that should be. What else should we put in? Darts, shuffle, shuffleboard, darts, definitely darts. I mean, hey, if you can play darts while and shuffleboard, up pint.
0: you could get rid of the age limit.
1: Yeah, because right. you
0: can shuffleboard from four to a hundred and four.
1: I, th- I think it's only the seniors' homes that don't allow children that actually have shuffle boards, though. So, so the younger generations don't have access. <laughs> we went one time to visit my parents on Christmas Day. We drove. We decide on Christmas Eve. We we're in Sixacod, their cabin. Uh, it's just out past Strathmore here. And Christmas Eve, like, why don't we go to Arizona for Christmas? Okay, cool. So we drove Christmas Day to Yuma, Arizona. And we are in this old folks' you know, place like most of them had RVs with the deck built around them. Some of them were like trailers and, um, no children were were allowed at this place. So <laughs> we had to be real quiet and kind of incognito and, uh, we'd go swimming at the pool and you know, th- some old people would come and they wouldn't really care, but technically you weren't supposed to have any children here. And then I remember we started playing shuffleboard <laughs> and the old folks came and started yelling at us. We weren't even being bad. Like, we were just playing shuffleboard, like, calmly. And they just, oh, they went up, get out of here. Kids aren't allowed on the property. And blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. Yeah, somebody,
0: when I first heard about curling, I had never heard of it before. And this isn't all that long ago.
1: I wish you didn't know. Like, 20
0: years ago. um, What is curling? What is the the year they put it in the Olympics? What is curling? Oh, my God. I've never heard of this. And a friend of mine's, wife from the kitchen yelled it's like shuffleboard but for minnesota (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's right that's right it's true Uh, you know what's you know It's funny is every little podunk town in canada has an arena and there'll be the the rink where you can skate play hockey and the other side they'll have like three to four lanes for curling and every town has a Bonspiel, which i think is just german for drink beer and throw rocks but, um, you know, it's an interesting game because in these small towns, wintertime, you know, there's not a lot to do. If the roads are bad, it's not like you're going to the city all the time. Uh, we lived in Rockyford for a while, which is about 300 people. And, man, during the week, like two to three nights a week, like I think Wednesdays was women's night. And it was a social event, right? And, and so it's very cool. Like, I really appreciate it from that aspect. And then if they ever want to do fundraiser, like one gentleman in, uh, in the town had Lou Gehrig's disease and they need to do some renovations to his house. So they had a, a fundraiser, a bonspiel to raise money. And so you pay to play and then you'd sit there, you drink beer and yeah, throw rocks. And so it's kind of, is a very, uh, very, it, they kind of become like the center of the community, especially in smaller towns. Um, like the city of Calgary, I don't know if I wouldn't know where I'm sure they've got curling, but small towns, I mean. 300 people, we've got a curling rink with three lanes, right? Everybody's curled in these small towns. Um, so it's interesting in, in that sense, but man, it's, a to, to see it, in the Olympics, I'm like, <laughs> the government is paying you to go, like my tax dollars are going to you. Oh, I have a hard time with it. I have a, that's the other thing with, with the Olympics. I don't know. I don't know. I've never really looked into it, but my inkling is that tax paying dollars go to fund these athletes to go compete. Unless they do their own fundraising, then, if, then I'm okay with it, but it should not be tax-paid dollars.
0: Now, a lot of – I think all of ours are fundraised,
1: but – Ours probably are too. I know
0: I give money to our Olympic uh, shooting team. Oh, okay, cool. But
1: <laughs> – Anyway. Yep,
2: yep, yep.
0: Yeah, shooting, that's another one where the uh, – the last American to won a gold medal uh, in skeet
1: mm-hmm.
0: is a middle-aged fat woman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Athlete, hey.
0: Well, I mean, it takes immense hand-eye coordination. So. Oh yeah, I yeah. guess there's that.
1: Yeah, I love shooting skeet. It's fun. <clears throat> it, it, we used to do it all the time. Like we'd we'd go out with like four or five boxes of clays and we'd burn them all up in a night and uh, i always found it took me a while to get into the rhythm you know after i did like 20 or so i started getting more consistent and then at the end man we we're just hitting everything just poof, poof, poof. oh that's fun fun stuff
0: i'm good at the <laughs> one that you shouldn't be good at because there's skeet in this trap and i think skeet's the one where you know always know where the clay's coming from and what direction mm-hmm. it's going and mm-hmm. the other one you don't it's all random Oh, okay, yeah. And I'm good at the random one. I'm like, that's stupid.
1: That's funny. I had a friend of mine growing up who was, his dad actually owns a company that makes automated skeet and trap machines and uh, sells them all over North America. And and this was, this had to been, it was the 90s. And so he was using PLC automation so you could kind of program them, which is they were, from what I understood, they were like kind of leading edge technology at the time. And he was sponsored by Browning, well, my friend was, and I think he was ranked number two in Canada for his age. I don't know whether it's skeet or trap, but I remember I'd I'd go to the shoot with him and his dad, and I forget what his I forget what his gun cost. He had like like a seven or eight thousand dollar skeet gun or something. It was incredible, just beautiful gun. But he was actually he was actually sponsored. That's kinda you know, cool.
0: One of the one of the guys that spoke at my gunsmithing school actually makes guns like high level uh scat scat,
1: yeah, scat. skeet and trap guns <laughs> shooting <and> poop <laughs>
0: and you can't touch his guns
1: hmm. for
0: under $25,000 wow uh
1: i'm like holy God. that's crazy no
0: and he said you know he understands that there are Not everybody can afford that, and he doesn't charge everybody that. Hmm. Like, you know, these promising young kids that want to get into the sport and they're that good, he's going to get them a gun. Hmm. If you're, you know, a Microsoft millionaire that just wants to look good, you're going to pay 50 grand. Yeah. you know, so.
1: That's crazy.
0: That's I'm like, cool. well, you know, I can see that.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and
0: then you, but the funny thing about that, that level of shotgunning is, let's say you pay $30,000 for the gun. Oh, then comes fitting it to you. Hmm. And that's extra.
1: <laughs> that's crazy.
0: And if you, if anybody is out there that has never, blah, that's good with a shotgun, but never had one that was fitted to you. You don't know how good you can be, really. Oh yeah, shotguns. Just, one of those things like welding, you get what you pay for, and once you have one that's fitted to you, it, it takes you to not to the next level, the next four levels. You
2: know?
1: hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Um, you know, I, I teach my boys how to. Well then, it's funny because everybody will just kind of let their hand float in the air and it's like, okay, place this hand on the table, place your other hand on top of that. Now you're anchored, right? Now you're comfortable. You have to be comfortable to weld properly, you know, similar you to guns.
0: You you'll You'll fatigue out in no time.
1: Yeah. And you won't be, see guys like just like one arm right in front of their face just welding like this. I'm like, dude, anchor that arm. Like, <laughs> you just just anchor yourself, you know? That's why you see a lot of these the guys that do tons of welding, they've got like uh, metal blocks on their table oh. just f- to put their wrist on. Cause, oh, yeah, that's the right height. Boom, set it there. Now, my, now I'm not trying to hold my arm consistent and I can just use my wrist motion to get real precise movement on the nozzle, you know. Little things like that make a big difference. I could see how uh, similarly a, a fitted gun would serve well. Have you ever had a gun? You know those competition pistols that have those crazy custom handles yeah. that are like flanged at the bottom. Do you have any of those?
0: No, I've actually made two of them for people, but don't have any of my own because I don't do that kind of shooting.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Those guns look so goofy to me.
0: Yeah, my uh, my old boss at uh, one of the legal officers I worked at in the Air Force. He was a captain of the U.S. shooting or the Air Force shooting team. Uh, and when you do the um, slow fire bullseye, those are the kind of weird yeah. target grips you use, and they look so goofy. But you got to have a comfortable uh, mm-hmm. grip on that gun, mm-hmm. and just your ordinary everyday grip, not good enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, those those always look weird to me. Nothing attractive about them. I'm like ugh.
0: Well, no, absolutely not. Because all you're trying to do with that gun is put um, two bullets in the same hole at 50 yards. Yeah. With um, ammunition that is not intrinsically accurate.
2: Hmm.
0: There's nothing that was, well, never mind.
2: <laughs> What's that?
0: Uh, just, um, there's so many people out there that argue it and they don't know what they're talking about. They really don't. Um, but rimfire ammunition is not intrinsically accurate. You actually have to work hard to get consistent ammo, much less accurate. Hmm. And then to get accurate ammo is so expensive.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, and our Olympic shooters, uh, the the ammo they use is well, you know, I can't even guess how much it is.
2: Hmm.
0: Now, I know that um, one of the one of the military shooting teams uses um, hand loaded elite rimfire ammunition from Switzerland and it's about $4 around for 22 long rifle.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a little too much for that now. And that is
0: taxpayer dollars. <laughs>
1: oh wow <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy i thought a 257 weatherby magnum was expensive
0: well now, <coughs> now you get that same ammo but hand loaded for accuracy it's it's incredibly expensive
1: yeah 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 i never got into hand loading and, and most people did so i went and bought two boxes of this 257 weatherby magnum and it's 120 bucks canadian for 20 rounds And um, they say at the very least, uh, if you're not gonna hand load it yourself, just you can sell their brass on eBay. Like people will buy the brass, and they said, like you literally don't don't leave this on the ground. It's it'll be worth your time. You'll get twenty to thirty bucks for twenty pieces of brass. I'm like, really? He's like, oh yeah. Yeah, the guy's like, this, no, you don't leave this on the ground. (laughs) Even when you're hunting, if you down an animal, make sure you pick up your brass. Not even for the environmental reasons, it's worth money. (laughs) I'm like, wow, it's crazy. And then sighting that gun, it was sighted in when I bought it. I I bought off a guy. But uh, I wanted to make sure, right, before I go hunt with it, I want to make sure it's. And so (laughs) I was very, very careful. I had a table set up, my target at 300 yards, and. It wasn't like I was just out shooting, and I, I took three shots, and they were exactly where I thought they would be, and I thought, okay, this is good enough. Nice, tight group. This is good. Done. That's enough shooting for me. <laughs> $18 later. But I just never went hunting with it. Never, uh, never done any rifle hunting before. I just wanted a nice hunting rifle, that's all.
0: Well, you know, four-legged, two-legged, whatever.
1: <laughs> you go. Well, you know, the pain with rifle hunting here is it, it's, it's a travel, right? Like I'm going to have to, okay, I'm going to have to drive for an hour or two. And then you got to do all the research, find out which is a crown land. What are the terms on the crown land? Like some crown land is leased out and on some of them, you can look it up, but it's a lot of work, you know, some of them, you have to call the landowner, be like, okay, there's cattle here. Uh, you have to let them know some of them, you don't have to do anything. But you have to do all that work, and and it seems it seems like it's two to three days just to line up a day of hunting. Whereas, uh, you know, two twelve is where my parents' land is. It's archery only, a longer season, <laughs> and I literally just walk in there, I buy my tags, and I go and I I grocery shop with an arrow. <laughs> you know, that's the one that looks tasty. <laughs> Done. Oh, uh, there I've I've put in like I don't know. I just I find it such a. And that's why most of my friends, anybody that I know, like a lot of my neighbors go hunting, but they'll do like, oh yeah, I'm going for a week up here, I got a draw on this. And that's the other thing, everything for rifle's a draw. So you're not guaranteed to get, you know, common stuff you'll get, like mule deer and stuff like that, but um, I don't know. I like bow hunting. I like shooting guns. I don't love shooting a bow, but I like hunting with a bow. It's weird.
0: Well... I don't understand in in today's day and age, right? In this day and age. I don't understand going hunting for a week, not knowing, you know, not being guaranteed. How is that worth anything? Yeah. You know, oh, I'm going to go hunt for, uh, you know, 60 pounds of meat for a week, and then you come back empty-handed. No, you were just on a gay weekend. Sorry. Um <laughs> Oh, no! wasn't. Then where's your meat? And that's not a trick question. But <laughs> yeah, um, uh, you you couldn't have worked two days, bought an animal, and still saved money. Yeah, yeah. You know.
2: Yeah.
0: Or maybe you're not the hunter you think you are. You know? Yeah. Because, um, it, you know, and I know guys that say they hunt. And they just go for a week, get away from the wife, wife and kids. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a whole different problem. And then I know guys that go hunting every year and they bring back two, three animals.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And if they can do it, you know, by God, anybody can do it.
1: Mm.
0: You know, because they are certainly not the sharpest knife in the drawer.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's uh, definitely expensive meat when you hunt.
0: Was, well, yeah. I mean, people are like, "Oh, it's just you know a thirty dollar tag." No, it ain't. You know, <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Thirty dollar tag. You know, five thousand dollars in hunting clothes and guns and ammo.
1: <laughs> yeah, drive for I had three to buy hours. A truck and a four wheeler. <laughs> yeah. And, Give up four days of work. <laughs> what was that? What was that cost? You know, it's like wow, it's not cheap. That's the one thing that hunting taught me is that. So I went out for two years with a bow before I got anything. I've got friends, like so the pretty close buddies that big into hunting. Like he's actually a fish and wildlife officer. His dad has the record, uh, antelope. I think it was in, in, in the world, like obviously antelope are only in, in North America, um, pronghorn antelope, but I, I think it might just be Alberta now. I think somebody may have gotten a bigger one. Anyways, big into hunting. Won't take me. Nope. Nope. We don't take anybody hunting. This is family only. And, um. So I spent two years hunting at my parents' place. Uh, the first year I drew on a doe early in the season and that's the only shot I could get and it was close, 20 yards, but I thought, you know what? I'd rather have a buck. So I waited and I didn't have another draw on an animal, uh, the rest of the year. And so finally the third year I get a nice buck and it was funny cause we were going to a snap on convention. And so I had, you know, flannel on, I had deodorant on, I put a little clone on. And Steph and the kids were with me and there's just this big snap on show. And I was going to go look at tools, drive by my parents field. And there's a, there's a buck right there, just one all by himself. I thought, oh, so literally parked on the other side of the field, kind of off the highway, snuck into my dad's shop where I kept my bow. Cause that's the only place I hunted. I had the wind in my favor. It was a 10 yard shot, dropped him, right? Like he, he ran 50 feet, not yards feet, and then just fell over and, um, it's so funny because before I'd spend hours, uh, you know, have a I'd, I'd camo on. I put all my camo in this, uh, plastic, uh, clear plastic bucket and I'd throw foliage in there like branches and grass. Cause I wanted the scent of that, put all this effort into it. And now every time I get a deer, it's usually cause I'm at my parents having supper and oh, there's a deer in the yard. Let me go grab my bow, <laughs> you know? Um, but I remember the thing that taught me is after putting all that work into it, and then, you know, I dressed it there and I wanted to do everything myself. So I butchered it down, did everything. And after doing that much work, I told myself I was never gonna waste meat again. Cause man, you know, and not like I ever would waste meat, but sometimes I'd order a a big steak at the keg and then like couldn't finish it and like, do you wanna box that up? It's like, no, no. This this steak was really good right off your flame, but it's not gonna be good heated up tomorrow. But man, I will never waste meat because you go through all that work and all that labor and it's like this stuff's actually got some value to it like this isn't cheap this is effort you know yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. um and i don't make fun of bow hunting by the way when i was making fun of it it was all rifle yeah because it's a completely different animal literally Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
0: um there's a lot of uh i don't want to say skill but there's a lot of Uh, practice you have to put in for bow hunting got the and the different muscles you have to use blah 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 and I don't Mm want to say skill and I know people argue that with me I know too many retards that can bow hunt Mm -hmm. so just saying
1: Yeah, the modern bow like if you're using a compound bow I mean it's it's just like a gun you sight it in once you sight it in cool And if you understand the concept like i don't have to be an incredible i could i could be my first time shooting ever and have a gun that's never been sighted in it's okay just make sure you when you hold it and you bring it up you you hold it the same way every time boom where did your bullet go okay so now move this this way move that that way okay boom okay it went closer to where you're aiming good boom same thing with a bow right you draw as long as you anchor you try and keep everything consistent but you once your bow is sighted in it's it's like pointing a gun at something I mean, there's, you know, if you got too much weight, you'll start shaking, fatiguing, and you can only shoot. Like my boys, when they were, we got them compound bows last year and we go to the archery range and uh, they're shooting and they'd, you know, be shooting for 20 minutes. And all of a sudden they are like, man, I can't hit anything. that I was like, that's because you're fatigued. Like you need to take a break. Archery isn't something that you can just go shoot for an hour straight. Whereas you can, you know, if you're bench shooting on a, on a gun, I mean, you can have a good old time and shoot a whole bunch of rounds. But... But other than that, it really, it doesn't, no recurve or any traditional archery, that takes a skill set. That's something that needs a lot of hours and you have to devote yourself to. But a compound bow, man, I (laughs) I love them for that reason. You buy a bow, if you get 20 20 arrows into it and you know what you're doing, you're ready to hunt after those 20 arrows, for sure.
0: Uh, One of the funniest things I've seen, this guy was bow hunting. I think he was using the wrong bow the wrong arrow, and he was out of range. I don't think he really knew what he was doing. And the deer literally watched the arrow. And then, bloop, falls about, you know, 20 yards in front of him, right in the dirt. (laughs) Didn't even move.
2: Hmm.
0: I know uh, I missed a good one uh, about last Tuesday night, three nights ago. I was letting Benny out for his last potty break before bed, before him and Danette went to bed, and I opened the door, and I'm like, go go, buddy! There's a deer, a, the biggest buck I've seen in my yard, just standing there at the end of wow. my walkway at the fence. Yeah. They're looking at me. Like, hey, huh. what's up? I'm like, hey, what's up? And he trots off. Huh. Oh, my like, God.
1: That's cool. That's neat.
0: And he would have been a good – now, he had a good rack but I don't care about that. I don't, but he would have been a good meat deer for a white tail, hmm.
2: Um
0: he, when he was, you know, bounding away, he was doing it slow. So every time he hit, I could see him shake. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, you know, sinewy muscle, like some younger buck can be when he hit, he, he shook a little. So he had a little bit of marbling, but not much. Hmm. And he it, it it looked like he still had a good winter, you know. Um, and I left my grass out in the orchard uh, tall for the winter, so they had some winter grass to eat. But uh, okay, yeah. And we've got the stupid uh, hunt club that raises their own exotic animals. And the deer walk right through their pen, so, you know. Hmm. They've got food year-round here. Yeah, yeah. But that he was a little bit older and probably had some fat on him. I'd have ate him.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff, man.
0: But when it comes to, like, food deer, I much prefer a doe. Yeah. but Because uh, I've eaten, like, mule, buck, and doe, and I've had whitetail, doe, and buck, and the does have always tasted better for some reason. Hmm. Maybe it's just my taste bud. Maybe it was just those deer. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it, it's a, that's the weird thing about game meat. Is it? It seems, it almost seems to be just a crapshoot. Like, what's this going to taste like? You know, depends on what the deer's been eating. Um, you know, the kind of lifestyle that it's had. Also, how, like how quick it dies. I know that can affect it. I mean, in a bad situation, if it bleeds out over hours and hours, it's going to be some gross meat. And if you um, have to
0: shoot a buck when it's in the rut. There's so many yeah. hormones in his system. I don't want to eat that, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that does affect the flavor.
1: Yeah. And then too is like how you can age it. Like I get I'm pretty lucky in that usually when I get one, it's getting to freezing point at night and my dad doesn't heat his shop anymore. And so it'll be right around 0, you know, maybe 1 degree. And so I hang my deer in there and I can hang it for like a week or two. I put on this big beam so mice can't get to it and i buy bags of ice stick it in the chest cavity kind of tie it up and then i put a little plastic over it and i can hang it for two weeks and there's just a little bit of the mold starting on the surface but that meat is breaking down so nice and it is oh like i got friends that they'll do it and get they'll shoot it and have a butcher and you know they'll pick it up at the end of the week and it's in their freezer i'm like man if you can age that meat a little bit but no, most nobody has a, a walk-in freezer or a walk-in fridge. You don't want it frozen. But, man, I'm lucky that way is at perfect temperature, unless it's a really warm fall. But usually I can just hang it there for two weeks, and the the meat doesn't go bad. Oh, But it breaks down so good. Best meat I've ever eaten in my life is the deer that I've shot. And I was nervous about them. I'm like, ugh. ugh. But, yeah, it was good.
0: I think the first um, muley I killed up in Montana – we were lucky enough to have a early cold winter, mm-hmm. and uh, we let it hang for a, I think a week.
1: Yeah, yeah. They say if you can give it a week, man, that just makes a world of difference. World. I know a lot of the butcher shops around here. You can hang. They'll have fridges and they're like, how long do you want it hung before we break it down? Like, oh, so yeah. That makes. I, I just don't like the idea. Some people like shoot it, skin it, and butcher it. <laughs> like, get her all done the same day. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that.
0: But. Well, worse than that is these processing places where you come and uh, you shoot your deer, you bring them your deer, right? <laughs> they calculate how much meat you would get off that deer, and then they just give you that much meat. It yeah. didn't come from your deer. Yeah. Like, no.
1: I know. That is just so wrong. That's ridiculous. That's, um, there's one butcher around here that they got, they were investigated because people were suspecting and that they, they were doing that. Like people bring their, like cow, not game animals, but like their cows and pigs. And uh, it, yeah, okay, come back this time and give back. And like this, I don't think this was ours. Just some reason they didn't think and they weren't getting as much meat as they thought. And so they actually, I don't know how they investigated, but they did and they, were, they got caught and fined.
0: Well, I mean, the place I'm talking about, you know that's what's happening because you yeah, drop yeah. your deer off at, like right now, and they bring back to the counter. Yeah, you know, I've heard of that. I've Seventy heard of that. pounds of meat, and I'm like, well, no. And then you can get, you know, so many percentage and ground beef, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh, yeah. And one, yeah, we keep ground beef in the fridge, but if you're going to grind anything, grind it right before you use it. It's so mm-hmm. much better. Mm-hmm. I understand the convenience factor, and does it really matter for tacos? I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yep, 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 yep. Now I want tacos, Todd.
0: I think I'm gonna. I want some more uh, the tacos with uh, steak tips.
1: Mm. Mm, yeah, yeah. I do oh, still we have went-
0: two tri tips in the fridge.
1: Oh, no, you should do those up. Um, Steph and I went out on Monday. We had a bit of running around to do. And uh, then the kids wanted to come and they had, some of them had school, some of them didn't. So they all stayed home, we went to the city. We were just gonna be quick, but uh, there's this breakfast company in Calgary called OEB. Uh, I guess it stands for over easy breakfast, but uh, if you go into their menu and and look at it, like everything's like uh, breakfast pierogies, like in, in sauteed in duck fat. And so it's kind of like, if you take a really good chef, a classically trained chef, and combine that with his passion to have a really cool breakfast only place, that's what you get. And so I had these, I forget, it's a Mexican dish where they basically, they take tortilla chips, like, like nacho chips, and they fry them again. And then there's like this, oh, I don't know, the, it was like black beans but it was done it with a very mild undertone of cinnamon so it was like spicy with cinnamon so it had that breakfast feel oh it was just and then two eggs on top oh you just said the tacos that reminded me of that it was and it's funny because it's uh, um it's one of their orders to share so it's for two people I said I'll get that he goes are you guys sharing it I said, no this is for me he goes it's huge I'm like I can eat it <laughs> and it was massive man he's like I can't believe you ate that food I'm like I haven't had any breakfast yet it's like 11 o'clock in the morning but so good I went out I went out for breakfast five times in seven days because <laughs> I'm allowed now <laughs> I'm allowed to be a human again but mm, fun fun yeah, we're debating about going to uh, the freedom rally. Apparently, they're still doing it in Calgary, and they want th- they had fifteen thousand people last weekend.
2: Fifteen thousand.
1: Yeah, and I'm even so like so he passed the seal bill, whatever. Uh, you know, you're not at the protest. Um, the coots they have disbanded. They planted the RCMP planted guns <laughs> in there. Um when they moved in they said oh yeah they're being there's a plot to murder the RCMP blah 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 all the footage shows them moving in there's no videos of them actually hauling any weapons from the scene nobody they're asking does anybody seen any pictures of the police carrying guns out of here anything at all no they just cut to the media cuts to a picture inside a police room where there's guns and everything on the table, body armor. It's like classic, that's a classic police plant. Um, but then a whole bunch of people that were there, you know, once they got back to Calgary, the city of Calgary was just hammering them with, uh, bogus violations, oh, I can't see your license plate. Here's a ticket. And, uh, they're keeping track of how many people were at the protests and now we're getting traffic violations and it's just astronomical. Like it's incredible how they're just annoying them i mean it's not a big deal right but it's like seriously so i'm also kind of like i want to go there but i'm always like man you know in a volatile situation you can't have everybody that's protesting get swooped up you know there's still work that needs that's going to be need to be done afterwards if they all get in trouble i don't know
0: I know that's the kind of lottery i don't want to play though
1: yeah i know i do other things i don't wear masks we're we're in costco Steph and I and Foster didn't have a mask on. This guy walks by, looks at us and did a double take. I'm like, oh, great. He's going to say something. And he looks at us, gave us a thumbs up and took his mask off. (laughs) And Then we saw him a few more times in Costco without his mask, just smiling, happy as can be. It's like, Hey man, I I don't need your permission to breathe freely. I'm I'm a human healthy, a healthy human being. So why would I wear a mask? There's no reason to. So I don't obey governments if they're stupid, (laughs) you know, end of discussion. Yep, yep, yep. So I don't know if I'm going to go protest this weekend. I think we probably won't.
0: Go have breakfast instead.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're going to a movie tonight. (laughs) Um, So the older kids are going, their youth group rented out this big uh, inflatable park and then they bought a whole bunch of Nerf guns and so they're just having these huge Nerf wars and um, so we got to drop them off at like 6.30 and they don't get back till 9.30 and I'm like, what are we going to do? So we decided to Take Foster to a movie, so we're gonna go see Sing too. <laughs> Have you ever seen the original Sing? Probably not. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Is did you like it?
0: It was not The movie thing, right? Where they're in Antarctica.
1: No, Sing. S i n g. I, it's a, oh yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah! I saw
1: it. Yeah, so we're gonna see scene Two at the theater again because yeah. we're we're allowed now. So okay. that's that'd be my. favorite. I don't know if night. that
0: would be the my choice of movie, the first one I saw in the movie theater, but no, you know, and I don't like movie theaters anymore anyway because I I think people who talk or distract other people oh, who also yeah. paid their money um, should be. Decapitated.
1: Yeah, that's good to see. Shot. They should be shot. Yeah, that's annoying. But one good thing is, hopefully, since this movie's been out for a while already, hopefully the theaters won't be busy. But try and find something that uh, would be not horrible for Steph and I, but then also appropriate for a nine year old. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breakfast. Yeah,
1: yeah there you go. <laughs> that's right. Let's go to the breakfast joint. Yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> right on. All right, man. Yeah, I gotta surrender my internet to my son. He's got a final exam here, so well, that's good chatting again, Todd.
0: Absolutely. Thank Appreciate you.
2: Appreciate the for conversations.
1: Listening. Mm-hmm. You betcha. And we'll see you all in the next one.